everybody. Happy Monday. This podcast going out on a Monday. I hope everybody is well and you're very welcome back to the Country Chats podcast. And I'm delighted to have this lady in front of me because I met her for the first time at an event back at Easter. And, um, you know, at these events, you never get chatting properly. Um, so I'm delighted to have Laura McCrory here in front of me and going to have a good old catch up now. There's no distractions today, so we've no excuses. And we're going to just thrash everything out. Life, country, work, whatever we get around talking to. Lauren, how are you? I am good, Sandra. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to have you. And as I said, we met uh, a few months ago now at this stage at the Hot Country Awards, which was a brilliant event and also a great event for people to get to meet each other and see each other. And that's where we met for the first time. Yeah, like it was such a good night. There were so many different artists there that like I hadn't met, I yourself and a few others. And then there was so many that I hadn't seen in so long. I was able to catch up with. And um, so, yeah, as you said, it was a really good networking night, but it was just nice to get chatting with everyone again because I haven't seen anyone in so long. Um, so, yeah, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and the Hot Country Awards, for those of you, the the listeners that aren't familiar with it, it's one of the awards night of the year, but it's so big. Like you have so many different artists at it. So it's a great way to meet up with everyone. And um, yeah, it was just a fab night. And your outfit, I can still remember your outfit. It was like a baby blue and it had these um, white designs going through. It was quite country, actually. It had kind of the country designs going through, like you would see on the shirts of some of the singers, um, the American country music singers more so. Yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. I saw that on TikTok. It's a Karen Mellon dress. And Karen Mellon for me is a little bit pricey. Um, but I saw it and I went, I need I need that dress, regardless what it's for. I just need it in the wardrobe. And um, I, I bought it and it was too small. And I went, okay, this is great for the self-esteem. Um, but I went, no, I'm just I'm just gonna get a bigger, bigger size because it was too it was too good to miss. So yeah, I actually got so many compliments about it. So thank you so much. I'm glad that the, the price of it is kind of being justified with the compliments and whatnot, because otherwise it wouldn't be still here. <laughs> it absolutely is. I mean, that's what April, May, June, July, that's four months later, and we're still talking about the dress. So it's definitely worth it. No. And I actually saw it in a different colour. Um, but I can't remember what colour it was. It does come in a different color. Um, You're probably anyway. right, yeah. But I saw, I saw it on some other girl and went, yeah, that's the one for me. Now, granted, it didn't look like me. Didn't look as nice on me as what it did on her, but I don't care. It's still nice, and it'll get another turnaround. So, um, it'll it'll do its it'll do its job. It was fab. I loved it. Um, I did love it. So that was the Hot Country Awards, and um, that was probably one of your first really big events back because you actually took a step back for um, a few years from the country music scene. I mean, you were still singing away and you were doing your weddings, but um, was it was that kind of coinciding with kind of coming back onto the scene or kind of what's the story behind that? Yeah, so we, as you mentioned, um, I did take a step back from the country scene, obviously in 2017, one glory cheer. Things started to kind of rocket and go the way obviously we wanted them to go. Um, but I was quite young. I was 19, I'm sorry, I was 19 when I started Glory Cheer. I was 20 whenever then um we had won it and we got through that year. But it was like so overwhelming and I wasn't prepared for that. And I was like, ah. Um, and everything was going really, really well and brilliantly to the point where I actually couldn't keep up. And I went, you know what? No, I'm gonna take a step back here. I don't think this is the right time for me. I'm maybe a wee bit too young, wee bit too naive. Um, so I needed to go and just get a bit of life experience and build that kind of confidence. Um, but then obviously COVID hit and it was like, oh, 
Well, you're certainly going to have all the time in the world now. So that was, you know, that was um, that was it really then. And then during COVID, it was like, right, okay, let's think about things. How do we approach this? If we do go back, as you said, then I was doing weddings after COVID and that's really taken off. Um, but then in October, we released a whole lot of little and then um, Q from the Hot Country very kindly asked if I wanted to be a part of it. And I said, absolutely. And as you said, yeah, it was one of the biggest probably the biggest event coming back. Um, so that's why it was so lovely to meet up with everybody and talk to everyone again. But yeah, no, it was it was definitely a big one and it was like a 20 minute slot. So um, it was definitely time to make my mark. Well, you definitely did. And um, it was great to see you back because I would have followed you on Lord Cheer. I mean, I watch Lord Cheer every year. Um, but it was, I mean, it's a very mature decision from you at that age, at that young age of 1920 to say, do you know what? I'm not ready for this yet because you very easily could have just gone straight into it and got stuck straight into it and done well. But I suppose if you'd done it that way, you probably would have in two or three years time needed to take that step back again. So that was a very mature decision. Was it a hard decision or did you just know I need to do this? It was hard. It was because obviously, you know, I I love country music, always have, was reared with it and whatnot. And that's why I did it. But it was starting to get to the point where I was actually starting to fall out with country music and I hated it. And that is something I was like, hang on, something's not right here. Like, I've loved this my whole life. And I was starting to actually endure it rather than enjoy it. Like going out to gigs, I would have noticed myself getting very anxious um, because, you know, I would have always fretted about, you know, have I got a good set and is this the right set and is this a dancing set or is it a dancing crowd, sorry, or is it a concert crowd? And, you know, still to today, I will always have that little bit of apprehension, but now I feel more kind of equipped to like manage that a little bit more. Um, but at that time I didn't. And, you know, it was also a decision where I was kind of, I was in uni whenever I had done Glory Cheer and then I had to step out of uni because it kind of took over my life as such because we were up and down the road to Galway all the time. And then whenever everything finished, it was like, but hang on, do I go back to uni or do I continue with the country music? And it just was one of those things where I was like, you know, my friends are all in university. We're all still very young. We're all still going out and partying every night. Well, not every night. Goodness me, we actually do behave ourselves. But, you know, I didn't want to miss out in those younger years, you know, and going out and having fun and just being a little bit more free and not being tied because I did find myself getting a wee bit tied. And I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this now. Um. So that's why I decided, you know what, this is okay. I can always park it and always go back. And I knew whenever I'd come back, I would be, I'm going to say somewhat wiser. don't know if that's true or not, but we'll roll with it for now. But yeah, definitely a little bit more kind of aware as to what it actually consists of and how to go for it, really. That, that is, it's a very interesting story. And it just shows you, you did, you thought about it and it, it's, I'm sure there's a lot of other people out that not necessarily in the country music scene or in the singing, but, you know, not sure is this the right time or is that the right time? And it's OK to put things on hold. And it hasn't done you. I mean, it hasn't done you any harm. I mean, you're back in the scene, you've re- you're releasing music, you're gigging, but you never really stopped gigging, I suppose. But fair play to you. That 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 was that was a big decision at such a young age, but it's obviously benefited you. Um, and what were you studying in university at the time? I was studying language and linguistics with counselling studies. So I wanted to potentially go on to do the likes of speech therapy or um, just counselling or whatever in regards to that kind of healthcare sector. But then I I popped out of that then. And whenever I decided to go back to uni, I had originally um, 
I had did like a level three HND, not entirely too sure what it's called down south. Um, but that was kind of equivalent to my A-levels. And I did that in performing arts up here in Belfast um, and theatre. And then whenever I went back to uni after Lord Chair, that's actually when I went on to study further was performing arts and drama. Um, but again, didn't do that. But I ended up doing social work. So now I'm a social work assistant um, at the moment because I'm still studying social work. So, yeah. Things are, it's a wee bit all over the place, but it's one of those things where I have to sit back and always go, right, music's great, but is it reliable? And, you know, sometimes it's a risk. So I like having, I like having the two, the best of both worlds is always good. Yeah. And it's it's good to have both. And I, I know they say that a lot about singers and anyone going into the performance side of things is do they have something to fall back on? Even footballers, um, you know, do they have something to fall back on? So that's really interesting. And it's funny how you actually started with speech and language counselling and then ended up doing social work where you're still helping people. I mean, you're still in that line of work. So you didn't stray too far. So that's that's still really interesting. Um, yeah. And even as you were saying, you were, um, you know, you were getting worried about sets and stressing about different shows. Like a lot of people don't read. A lot of people think that singers just get up and sure way they go they'll sing a few songs but there's so much more to it um i mean you often see the, the posts on instagram or facebook saying what you think you're paying for a singer for two hours what you're actually paying for and the list and it's so true in any walk of performing or singing or that kind of thing it's people don't see the behind the scenes of it no and you know it was actually one thing that i myself never really took into consideration way back when you know in my mind it was well, I, you know, I sing, you know, I just go in and I do what I need to do and leave and never realized how much it was actually taken out of me. I was doing all of those things, you know, the likes of picking sets and picking songs and getting, I was using backing tracks at the time. So you were sourcing the tracks and you were getting your lyrics and I was doing so much and was kind of being oblivious as to how much I was actually doing, which is why I think it kind of burnt me out. Um. And then whenever I did take that step back and had time to think and actually go, right, no, you need a day for rehearsing. You need maybe two days for rehearsing. You need this time. You need that time. So, you know, yes, essentially you're singing or your gig is maybe for two hours or less or whatever. But, you know, it, it takes it takes preparation. And I think that's one thing that I have realized now that I would be very last minute. And I don't want to say the word procrastination, but you know, I can leave things until I'm like, ah, I need to do them right now. Um, whereas with being in the country music and coming back, I know I can't do that. I know I need to give myself time. Otherwise I'll be, oh, I'll be up to my eyeballs and days. Like, It's really interesting. You learned good and early and like burnout's a real thing, even in as maybe not to use the word burnout all the time, but um, better to have realized it early on and being able to manage your time now than yeah being in the middle of burnout going oh sugar now what um yeah it's a real thing and it's hard work being on the road late nights it, there's, there's so much to it that people don't realize there needs to be a book wrote about the realities of on the road yeah. but no I, I do agree with you you know i am glad that i have i've realized it um because, you know, I didn't, I think back at the time, if I did go any further, I don't think I ever really would have come back to country music because it would have been too much. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad that, I think another reason as to why I kind of stopped was because I thought, I, you know, that was it. If I stop now, you know, I'm never going to make it. And not that I, you know, not necessarily that I want to make it, but I was just in that mindset of, right, if I stop now, that's it. You know, you've done. Whereas now, 
it's like hang on a minute Lauren you're only 26 <laughs> this is okay you can go again and start and regardless if I'm 26 36 or 46 you know it doesn't matter if you you know stop you can always start again like absolutely that's a great attitude to have and when you decided to come back what was it a were you thinking about for weeks months or was it kind of just one day you were like right I'm doing it and that's it and whole lot of little came well, we actually, well, I was on holidays last year in June in Bray in County Wicklow and um, I was scrolling TikTok and Emily Ann Roberts came up on my screen with her TikTok video of a whole lot of little and I went, that's the song, that one, mm-hmm. that's right there. And I was like, if I'm going to come back, I'm coming back with that song. And obviously she hadn't released it at that point. So I waited through July and August and September and she released it at the mid-October and then I released it at the end of October and it was a very popular song because there was obviously two other girls, Sean and Shane, who released it too. And it was kind of one of those things where I was like, well, at least you know what? We all have great taste in music. That's one thing. <laughs> um, was, but yeah, as soon as I... It was such a funny... We're talking a week. It was it was a week, yeah. 10 days. Yeah. And for anyone that doesn't know yeah. the story, so... Shauna McStravock, Sinead Black and Lauren all announced that they were going to release the same song. And then, but nobody knew who was going releasing it when. And it was all like, <laughs> it was all up in the air. And it, it was, it was funny. I mean, I suppose initially all of you were a bit like, oh no. But like, you just have to laugh. It's like three women turn up in the same dress. Like you just have to laugh. Yeah. Because it was one of those things where obviously I had news since June and I was like, right, I need to do it there and then because I know this is going to be a popular song. We want to get it out. And uh, we recorded it very quickly. And then we done a music video for it within the same week. Um, and then we got the song out, I think, on the Wednesday. The video was then out on the Friday. It was just oh, it was so quick. Everything was such a quick turnaround um, because it was it was just mental and it was one of those things where I was like, I actually, you know, I think all three of us, we did come together. We spoke about it. And we all kind of felt sorry for each other, too, because it was like we didn't know, you know, and it wasn't one of those things where a lot of people, not a lot of people, but there was certain people who were like, oh, I'm sure you're raging. I'm sure you're livid. I'm sure there's this, that. Oh, and you're like, they weren't to know and nor was I like it's somebody's fault. And um, so we, you know, we were all in talks going, you know, what, you know, what do we do here? Like, this is one of those moments if we didn't laugh, we'd cry. But I think it, you know, it was it. We had our own versions. They were all different, and um, and you know, Sinead and I were both saying, and Shauna, we all have our different fan bases. So they all played to, you know, they all did what they needed to do. Do you know what I mean? And they still are. And um, it's something as you said that the three of us can always look and be like, "Do you mind the time?" There's one third the whole lot of little crew. <laughs> it's so funny because for such a small theme half of you is like how did that even happen but everyone just went with it like I don't think that's ever happened and will never happen before or sorry will never happen again in the country music scene that was just I hope not (laughs) yeah yeah well hopefully not for you three (laughs) one of those things now where whenever I bring out another song there's always that high level of anxiety because that was always my first song back and now anytime I bring out a song I'm like Right, I just need to get the release date, and then within that week, if nobody releases it, then we're okay, we're safe, all's good. Um, but that's one of those things, you know. It's, it's you don't know, you know, song choices and whatnot are extremely difficult, and 
you know, a whole lot of little is a very good song, which is very, you know, it's like the style of it is very much what works over here in Ireland. And uh, I'm sure then whenever we heard that, we knew that. So that's why it was so popular. But no, whenever I heard it and I knew that that's whenever I wanted to come back and uh, we released it on October. And then obviously I had from June to October to prepare and to think about things and really actually put a little bit of time and effort into the comeback. And here we are. And so far, it's, it's okay. <laughs> so far, so good. Um, And what, what's the... um. What's the plan going forward? Obviously, you're working away, but um, you've gigs and you've your weddings. And is I suppose the weddings is a nice um break between the country then and doing your wedding songs because you wouldn't be singing all the same songs. I'm sure there's one or two overlaps and stuff, but um, do you like that kind of balance between the two, especially having not wanted too much? You know, that's one of the reasons you left. You you weren't ready. You didn't want too much. So the the wedding stuff is probably a good little um balance between the two. I think with weddings, it's a lot more kind of sentimental and there's a lot less pressure. However, I would get more nervous at a wedding than I would at a like a gig. I think it's because you're such an important part of the day with a wedding and um, not saying that you're not important at a gig, but it's just a little bit different in regards to, you know, the actual sentiment behind it. Um, but also as well, as you said, there is overlaps in songs, but obviously country music, you're singing all country and um, weddings, you're singing more, you know, your hymns and your classical and your more angelic um, types of songs, songs, sorry, which I am actually trained in. And then as well as working with the, as a social work assistant, like I'm a vocals coach, I'm sure you can see that around here now. Um, so I would teach and put kids through their musical theater and classical exams. So I don't practice that as much myself, given the fact that I've done those and I don't, I'm not an opera singer or anything along those lines anymore, but to, to do the weddings, you're still kind of singing with that style. So it's it is a nice balance because you are getting the best of both worlds. Um so yeah, they're 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 lovely and also, you know, you get to see the style and you get to see everything going. Um, but they're they're lovely and I'm very, you know, whenever I am booked for a wedding, I, I you know I'm very grateful. Um because you know, at a gig you're obviously sometimes trying your hardest to entertain the crowd and you're trying to get them on your side and you're trying to create that fan base, whereas at a wedding you don't have that. You're simply there because the bride and groom wanted you. So it's 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 very humbling. It's lovely. Hmm. It's it sounds lovely hearing you talk about it. All right. And I suppose at the weddings, you are not always well. You're never front and center. I know it depends in the church. You might be up the top of the church, or you might be down the back. But it's just it's the sound. Whereas when you're performing at a gig or a concert, you have to look. You know, you're getting ready. You're picking your outfit. Like there's so much more mentally there as well. Whereas the wedding. It's, is it you on your own at the wedding or do you have a, an accompaniment with you as well? Yeah, so I have an accompaniment. Normally, um, it'll be like a pianist, um, but it all depends on what the bride and groom wants. So we can offer, you know, a guitar um, guitarist or we can offer, you know, additional instruments. But um, yeah, so it would be myself singing and then whoever's accompanying me then. So it's nice, you know, it's just the two of us. We take ourselves off. And as you said, we're either in the gallery or at the side and, you know, it's we just stand, we sing our songs, we sit down and we leave. You know, there's no talking afterwards and meeting people and having, as you said, think about outfits and hairdos and makeups. You know, there's none of that. So it is, it's lovely. It's a lot less, um, it's a lot more relaxed, a lot less pressure. And you're home by three or four o'clock in the day, not the night. It's all the time. <laughs> the big difference. <laughs> 
but it is it's lovely do you know what I mean like you can go out and enjoy your evening um sometimes you know obviously if we do I would offer drinks reception as well so that would then take up the full day but it's great it's like sure you get to see all around the different hotels and um it's it's lovely you know it fe- there's a real warm feeling to a wedding because you just feel like you're part of the day and you feel like you're accepted by guests and brides and everything and grooms as well so yeah no I don't I actually I love weddings I, I really do enjoy enjoy them now Oh, that's fab to hear. And there, obviously, you're in Tyrone. Um, so I'm guessing it's all around the surrounding counties that you do the weddings. Yeah. So, you know, it would have been, I would have known or would have been known for, like more so locally up around here, Tyrone, uh, Monaghan, Armagh kind of area. Um, but since I started doing TikTok and putting up different videos and whatnot, I've got so many requests from the likes of Dublin and Galway and um, Wicklow, which are just coming through quite rapidly and I'm always like oh I've never actually considered traveling down that far um so it's lovely that you know the music's getting out there and people are inquiring so and um, there's a few few bookings that we've taken on which have been more further down the country and um yeah I'm really looking forward to them it'll be nice to branch out from Tyrone yes it's a big county but it's also a small county at the same time so um yeah it'll be nice to branch out Oh, that sounds good. And we'd be delighted to have you down here anywhere in the West. So um, we'll uh, we'll have to keep an eye and see when you're down these parts. So you're finding TikTok is helping. So, I mean, I'm trying to use it as well. And I suppose when it comes to music, it's great for it because you can put up your little snippets here and there. Um, so how are you finding the TikTok side of things? I, whenever I first started it, I was actually doing a musical and it wasn't me who wanted to start it. It was because my director was like, we need to sell this musical to get bums and seats to get it basically to go on. So they were like, look, Lauren, you have a bit of a platform. Can you, can you do something? And I was like, I don't have a platform at all, but sure, why not? I'll give it a bit of, bit of a go. And we tried it and I was like, okay, this isn't, this is okay. And it was just mainly more so me just putting up videos of the musical and rehearsals. And then it was like, right, we'll put up a few videos of me singing at the weddings or whatnot. And then that's whenever the inquiry started to come in. And I was like, hang on a minute, this is like an actual, you know, this is a platform. This is brilliant. And it's getting out there. And so I started to do it a little bit more. And um, I was extremely apprehensive at the beginning because it was so out of my comfort zone. You know, I, I would rarely ever speak to a camera face to face and I was so insecure about things. And it got to the point, you know, where I was trying to maybe do a video to the camera and it was take after take after take. And I was getting like, it might have been an hour. And I was like, Lauren, you can't do this. Like, Jesus, reel it in. So I had to just get rid of all inhibitions and was like, right, whatever the see, the see. And that was it. And literally about last week, I hit 18K followers. And oh. yeah, like, I just think that's fantastic. Like uh, to some that may be absolutely nothing, but to me, it's huge. Um, and it's a great way of then just getting the name out and getting the music um, heard. So yeah, for me personally, now at the moment, it, it is a good platform and I want I want to kind of do a little bit more with it because at the moment it's just wee videos here and there. I'd like to maybe put a little bit more effort into it, but that all takes time. And at the moment I don't have much of it, but I'll find it somewhere and I'll do it sometime. (laughs) I've just got your TikTok up here while you were saying there, like, yeah, 18.1 thousand followers and 170 thousand likes. I mean, and your videos are getting like, that's amazing. Well done. Some of the views now are a wee bit crazy to the point where I'm like, how does how does TikTok even work? Like, how, what is this algorithm about? Because it just sometimes baffles me because the video that you think is going to do well does absolutely nothing. And then the video you're like, OK, I need to post today. And then boom, gone. You're like, it's blew up. And you're like, oh, 
okay I'll take that but no it's great it is lovely yeah like I agree totally the ones you think will work don't and then I'm gutted (laughs) and then oh yeah because you put effort into them and you're like I spent time on that and then the ones where you're literally like somebody could be standing and it's this you know just a wee video of maybe four or five ten seconds and then it blows and you're like so that's what you have to do put no effort into it and just hope for the best (laughs) it's so funny but well done you that is brilliant to see on tiktok um and just a little snippets of weddings um and snippets of just bits and bobs of of musician life and singer life i suppose so well done that's brilliant. It's everything on my TikTok. I don't really specify it to anything because it is so unpredictable with what you're going to get, even myself scrolling. So like, you know, some people could be seeing all the country stuff and then some people could be seeing all the wedding stuff. So I just throw up anything in regards to music because it's all it's all from that industry, really. Well, that is brilliant. Um, So everyone who's listening, go and check out the TikTok, first of all, and then go and check out the Instagram and the Facebook and the usual places um but tiktok seems to be where it's at um at the moment so i think it's as well just keep going with tiktok um instagram though i find as well but i suppose for you and weddings facebook is also big you know what sandra like you know both of them are well i suppose this is me comparing to other pages you know other pages in regards to music has got a lot more followers than i have and so you know i my followers at the moment I'm just taking them and they're growing and I'm absolutely delighted with that um but yeah you know I'm not really to me I don't really focus on the followers too much yes they're great and they're fabulous and obviously that's building your fan base and whatnot but as long as I'm just getting work that goes to show that whatever I am putting out there is getting out there and it is being seen so people might necessarily be following me but they can still see my things through like algorithms or whatever and um, so yeah no it's we obviously want to build the Instagram and the and the Facebook but um all that all that will come in time but yeah no just still happy enough that we're getting work um slow and steady wins the race as they say so we'll take that absolutely no it's great to see and it's great to see um you're coming back with a bang and with great success so that's so exciting and I'm so excited to see what pans out for the rest of the year for you and uh, now we're going to do a quick fire round which I did not warn you about uh, I like to oh, not yeah. tell people that they're going to do in the quick fire round so it's a few 10 questions or so just quick fire one or two answers whatever comes to mind and we'll see can we learn a little bit more about you and just see what see what comes out okay not going to Guarantee I'm going to be very good at this, but we'll give it a go. This does be good fun. People find this hard because it's hard to think on the spot. But anyway, we'll see what happens. So the first one up, who's your favourite American country music singer? I quite like, um, I quite like Alison Krauss. Um, she kind of gives a bit of everything, a bit of Cajun, bluegrass. She kind of has a little folk voice, sound to her voice, but she can sing in the big, the big numbers. So, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say her for now. <laughs> for now. Let me know if you decide another one. Um, what is your favourite country song to sing? Oh, um, or actually, I love you know singing what? forever. Let, I was going to say, okay. you might have a favourite wedding song as well, so we'll let you pick two. Oh, okay. Um, well, to be fair, normally I would say my favorite country song to sing would be always god's plan i've said i just love that song but we'll actually go with that for the wedding song because i do love singing that for the weddings um but in regards to a country song i actually love singing 
Forever and Ever a Man, Randy Travis. And um, I actually, I, I sang a version of it recently, which is, it was sped up and it was like a really good jive. And I was like, this, this is quite good. I quite like this. So yeah, we'll, we'll say that one. Lovely. No, that's a good, uh, that's a great one. Do you prefer to play a jive or a waltz or an upbeat song or a slow song? Um, I'm going to go for jive. I think it's a way, I love a waltz. I do love a waltz. I love singing a waltz. Um, but I, I prefer performing a jive. I think there's a little bit more fun behind it and you're getting the, you know, the audience are all feeding back to you. So it kind of makes the atmosphere a wee bit more electric. Very good. Who's your favourite Irish singer? Country or non-country? Whatever you want. Irish singer. Oh, goodness. Um, do you know whenever you're put in the spot, you can't think of anybody? And then yet every other day you're like, oh, they're brilliant. Um, an Irish Irish singer. Um, I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna maybe keep it within the Irish country scene because otherwise like, I'm gonna get lost. Um, I quite like I quite like Michael English. Um, I think his voice can do a lot of things. It's really versatile and um. Yeah, but I also, can I say a girl? Can I have a man? Yeah, yeah. I love Rachel Good's voice. Um, Rachel's obviously, she's coming up recently, like relatively new in the country scene as well, but I just think she's great. She's a fantastic range, great versatility. And yeah, her voice is just hitting the mark. So yeah, I would say her for a female. Yeah, and she's bringing a new dynamic to the scene as well. So if anyone hasn't heard um, episode one with Rachel Good of the podcast, you can go and check that out as well. So we had Rachel on a few weeks ago. Yeah, Rachel's a fabulous singer. So we have Michael English and Rachel Good. So um, do you prefer concert or dance? Depends if there's alcohol involved. (laughs) (laughs) I will say... Um, I think I'll go for I think I'll go for a dance, um, and we'll maybe park the alcohol. No, I think I'll go for a dance. I think there's it's good crack, it's good fun. A concert's brilliant, um, but sometimes it can be a wee bit more formal. I think at a an actual dance, you can have a little bit more fun. True, I agree there. What is your favorite venue to gig in? Um, in regards to country music, that's a difficult one because sometimes they can be all over the place in different hotels and different kind of venues. So I'm going to go with like a theatre for this one and I'm going to say the Waterfront Hall in Belfast. Um, I've performed there through my acting and through musicals. Um, but we've done one gig there with um, with the country music years and years ago and it was fab. I loved it. So I'm going to say the Waterfront Hall in Belfast. Fabulous. Who is your biggest fan? My dad. Love that. My dad. He is top fan. Um, He's actually called Lawrence McCrory and I'm Lauren McCrory. So I'm named after him. And um, throughout my whole years of singing country music, it's always been him by my side. Um, and through Gloria Chira, it was just always there, bless him. And yeah, I would say him. Love that. Most people do say their parents. Yeah. Mum or dad always gets a shout out here. Love Mom it. too, but definitely a daddy's girl. I'll not, yeah. for, I'll not forget about her. She's there too, bless her. Oh. Um, do you play any instruments? 
a bit like I mean I can I can play a bit of guitar and I can play a bit of piano here in the background but um I can only play a bit to get by I wouldn't I would never well I, I say never like I, I wouldn't willingly go out of my way to play anything in public unless I really really needed to um so yeah guitar piano but I can play the tin whistle to be fair um I just never do you can't really that sing could, that could be a new TikTok now with the tin whistle imagine <laughs> <laughs> oh stop um what is next let me see tell us something we don't know about you uh you don't know about me so i have oh this is really random this is the first thing that come to my mind um i mentioned there that i do actually no one i'll say that because that's boring um i have twin brothers and i have twin sisters wow so i'm yeah, I'm bang stuck in the middle. So I'm also a middle child. I'm not a twin. So I have twin sisters who are um, about 14, 15 years older than me. And then um, I have twin brothers who are a year, well, about a year and a half younger than me, two years younger than me. Um, and they're both special needs. So they both have um, epilepsy and a learning disability, which is why then I feel like I've then taken myself into that whole healthcare sector because I've obviously grew up with that. But yeah, so... I'm not a twin. Obviously, one of me is enough. Wow, that's mad. And are your parents twins? No. And um, there's obviously twins, like the, the gene runs in both families, but mm, they're not like not within their generation as such. It's further generations on. But um, obviously, they say they carry it skips a generation or something. Wow. So double take with mommy and dad and um yeah there you go twin sisters twin brothers and me and growing up growing up were you ever like oh wish i was a twin like did you ever or were you always happy out being like i'm on my own do you know i actually think i was like i'm on my own like because and i don't think it's a great thing if i'm being honest because now if i have to do anything with someone i'm like uh no i can do that by myself so I think that's why maybe when it comes to the country music and everything and, you know, I'm very much, I put my mind to something and I, I strive and I do it. Um, you know, I'm not very like, I get my own way. That's not me. I am quite humble, but I'm just determined. So I think if I had somebody there, they'll be like, no, and you're, you're, no, you're getting in the way. Bye. <laughs> so I'm happy enough being by myself. That is funny. Well, that's definitely something we did not know about you. Um. So that's very interesting. Love that. Um, so there we go. That is the quick fire round. You didn't do too bad. I think you were fairly on the ball with questions. Oh, good. Okay. I'll wipe a bit of sweat away from my head there because my mind was like, right, what do you say here? <laughs> I know the head just goes. There's a lot. There just be a lot of pauses and a lot of silence when people do this round because everyone has like, and then people are like so careful about what they're going to say. Who are they going to say? Whose song are they going to say? It's so funny. I love watching and listening. <laughs> I'll get off this now. And in about five minutes after we end this call, I'll be like, oh, for goodness sake, sure, I should have said that. I should have said this. But anyway, that's in hindsight. You just got to say what's on your mind. At it's that all time. done so now. It's going up online. So that's it. No editing to be done. <laughs> Happy days. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was so great to chat to you and catch up and to have you on episode four, as I said, of the Country Chats podcast. Are you gigging tonight now or are you off for the rest of the evening? No, I am off. I'm actually, I'm taking tonight to relax because I'm in the recording studio tomorrow. So I'm um, looking forward to that, getting back down, getting back into the recording studio, getting things done. 
and uh, getting preparation done for the album, which will be coming out towards the start of next year, the very early months of next year. So we were meant to have it out um, like this year coming, but we decided we'd pop it off until 2024 just to give um, just to basically start the whole year off. Right. And hopefully everything will then pan from that and keep going. So, yeah, it's busy, but it's good. That's a nice way to end the podcast by telling us what is coming up next. So I like that. So we can look forward to uh, some new singles between now and then and your new album um, at the start of next year. So we can't wait for that. And um, yeah, you're going to be busy so for the next few months. And everyone who's tuned in, make sure, as I said earlier, check out the TikTok, the social media. Um, check out all Lauren's pages and um, go and listen to Whole Lot A Little because that one has the story behind it and um, Lauren it's been so great to talk to you today and have the chats Thank you so much for having me that was so lovely Sandra thank you No problem Um, thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Country Chats podcast and as always mind yourselves stay safe at st- I can't even talk I'm that I'm that Happy and excited after having the chats with Lauren. I can't even talk right. Stay safe. I started saying that in COVID. That's how I ended every podcast. Mind yourselves, stay safe. And I've just stuck with it, but it's still relevant. I want everyone to stay safe. So have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Sloan.